0: Today, we're going to talk about strength training and hypertrophy training. A Little while back, we got a query from Jess up in Townsville who want to know the best way to approach both hypertrophy and strength training effectively concurrently, and can you even do it concurrently? And it's a really good question. And it's a really common reason why a lot of people get actually into resistance training in the first place. It's not the case for everyone, but a lot of people do it for aesthetic outcomes. Effectively, they want to look good naked. So can we do it concurrently? The answer is kind of. So what is hypertrophy? Well, hypertrophy is effectively muscle growth. We're looking to improve the amount of lean muscle mass you have in your body. And we can do training that prioritizes hypertrophy as an outcome of resistance training. Strength on the other hand is the application of force. So the amount of force we can apply generally to an external load or resistance. We can pick up heavier stuff basically or we can pick up heavier stuff more times. We should understand though, that hypertrophy is an adaptation from resistance training. So strength training or resistance training actually causes hypertrophy as one of the adaptations that can occur. Hypertrophy is not the only adaptation though that occurs. And there's actually a more significant one that happens, especially in the beginning. And that is improvements in neuromuscular efficiency. So in the beginning, before you've started any kind of resistance training, the ability for your nervous system to engage and trigger the right muscle fibers to move is relatively low. Through continued resistance training and strength development, your actual nervous system develops the most. Your nervous system improves in a few different ways. So we'll see improvements in technique, skill, and things like inter-muscle coordination and intramuscle coordination. So we're looking at the sequence of muscle fibers being recruited within a muscle as well as a sequence of actual muscles together to cause movement. These things improve drastically, and they are the reason for newbie or beginner gains. And that's why you'll see a lot of beginners will improve their strength relatively significantly without any noticeable or apparent hypertrophy development. It's only really noticeable after an extended period of time. Why is this? It's due to the absolute load or absolute weight that they're training at. In the beginning, before you start resistance training, is probably the weakest you're ever going to be you can't pick up very heavy weights. You can only pick up light weights. So the amount of stress you cause on your body, whilst relatively might be high, in an absolute sense, is low. If you can only squat 20 kilograms, the amount of stress caused by a 20 kilogram squat is significantly lower than the amount of stress caused by a 200 kilogram squat. That 200 kilogram squat is gonna cause so much more stress on the body, stress on the system, which will lead to larger adaptations. The problem is in the beginning, you're not strong enough to actually squat 200 kilograms. So there's no point trying, but you need to build up that strength base. So some considerations for strength and hypertrophy training. The first one is what the purpose or the outcome of the training actually is. And that's not just, I want to get bigger, but it's why do you want to get bigger? It's a common idea floating around that if you're bigger, you are therefore stronger. And this is not the case. If it was the case, bodybuilders would be winning powerlifting and weightlifting meets all the time. So understanding the purpose and the outcome first is critical. Why does someone want to improve hypertrophy? What is the end goal and end point that they're trying to get to? Strength is gained in the range that it is trained. So if you always train at 60 to 70% of your 1RM for sets of 10 to 20, you get really good at doing 60 to 70% of your 1RM in sets of 10 to 20. Training is specific and you'll see specific adaptations to what you train. But understanding the purpose and the outcome first is key. The next thing to consider is what someone's training maturity is for strength training in particular. If you have been doing cardiovascular endurance training for the last five years, you do not have a high amount of training maturity for absolute strength work. You have a low training maturity for strength work. As a beginner, your capacity to handle the right amount of stress is really low. Because of this, a beginner will not see significant hypertrophy adaptations occurring they'll see more neuromuscular adaptations occurring 1st So trying to train hypertrophy and doing lighter loads for more and more reps won't see significant improvements really. Next is stress and recovery and that's tied to training maturity. If someone has low training maturity for strength training, they don't have the capacity to handle the right amount of stress and they don't have the ability to recover from that stress that will lead to greater hypertrophy adaptations. So stress and recovery become critical. You have to be able to handle and tolerate A large enough amount of stress that's going to cause hypertrophy and you have to then be able to recover from that that leads to the adaptation. If your training maturity is low, your ability to handle and recover from high amounts of stress is also going to be low. You can't handle enough stress to cause hypertrophy like you want to. And linked to all this is work capacity. How much work you can actually do overall is going to drive how much training volume you can do and how well you can recover from that volume more volume of training in a session and potentially more sessions in the week. That doesn't mean though, if you go from being a beginner to intermediate, you can suddenly go from three sessions per week to three sessions per day, six days per week. That is not gonna work and that will be too much stress and that will be too little recovery as well, which will result in no adaptation. So together, looking at what the actual outcome and the reason why someone wants to do it, looking at what their training maturity is, what their capacity for stress and recovery is, as well as considering how much work capacity they have are all factors that contribute to how to get more hypertrophy. So what's the solution then? The solution is actually relatively simple. As a beginner, it's better to prioritize absolute strength development. And this will cause improvements in the other considerations and factors we need that can lead us to doing more dedicated hypertrophy work if we need to. If our training outcome overall is just for strength, there's no point trying to prioritize hypertrophy if we can just work on getting stronger. We will see improvements in hypertrophy over time with increasing loads and increasing volume in reality. The more volume of training you can do, the greater amounts of hypertrophy you're going to see in the long run. So as a beginner, prioritize strength and develop your strength base. What does that mean? As a male looking at goals at the 12-month mark, of being able to do something like a double bodyweight squat, a double to two and a half times bodyweight deadlift, a body weight to one and a half times bodyweight bench press are all sort of good start points. Females aren't gonna be as strong in the upper body mainly, but have a really good capacity in the lower body. So for females, maybe looking at three quarters to one times body weight bench press, looking at one and a half to two times body weight squat, around a double body weight deadlift are all realistic goals for most people. It's not the case for everyone. Looking at someone's individual anatomy, injury history and age, but there are some good ballpark figures to work with. Once we've developed a significant strength base, we can then look at improving our work capacity. So once we've gotten stronger to a point where we can actually handle heavier loads, we can then look at improving the amount of volume we can do. Once our strength improves, we can handle more volume so we have greater work capacity. We can then look at prioritizing or doing more work geared towards hypertrophy. At the end of the day though, it comes back to what the purpose and outcome is. Is it for aesthetics or is it for athletics? If it's for aesthetics or athletics, it's going to be approached differently. A lot of female weightlifters and powerlifters have really well-developed quadriceps. Thick thighs save lives. The type of training they do, though, isn't necessarily always going to be prioritising hypertrophy. It's just the total volume of training they've done overall that has, over time, led to significant improvements. So, go back to the considerations, look at what the outcome and purpose is, and work on the strength base first. Once you've got absolute strength developed to a pretty good level, you can start working on prioritizing hypertrophy more and more and more. And once you go past being a beginner, you are capable of doing it concurrently.